0: It's time to dive into the latest news and updates from
1: the Vegas Golden Knights. This is Nighttime at Noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Live from Studio 31 inside City National Arena, it is game day. Game six of the West Division final Vegas Golden Knights with an opportunity to have a handshake line on the good side of it. Uh, Tonight, for the second time in this postseason, uh, an opportunity to bounce the Colorado Avalanche. A lot to get to over the next uh, hour on nighttime at noon darren millard along with shane Knighty here in the studio garrett callaway uh running things uh, from city national arena and as jared justice back at fox sports las vegas studio send us your questions your comments via social media and uh, garrett will read them and ask them to shane Knighty throughout the show garrett have you been on the radio before
2: this may be my uh, debut. Big debut. Big debut. He seems nervous, Maybe hey, you should take my job. There you go.
1: He seems nervous. Is that Darren likes seems- to talk a lot. There's not much <laughs> to do if you're me. <laughs> I told Shane today we were going to bring it. He's like, I'm not talking today. You better be- get ready to go. Uh, game six, a chance to win four in a row. Uh, I'm not saying that it's uh, not stop, likely. Stop
2: right there, because I don't think of that in playoffs. Really?
1: No. And,
2: and you hear it, it's cliche, it's one game at a time. You hear it throughout a year, throughout a season, I should say. And, and it's different. When it gets to playoffs, that mentality is so true, a loss. A, whatever has happened previously, to me, gets forgotten. You just keep playing each and every game. When they tell you the series is over and you won, great. Now you move on.
1: So you don't look at it as a, a four-game winning streak? Nope. Nope? Montreal Canadiens haven't won seven in a row? Well, that's a. They've won two series. Yeah. Uh, but I just I think four in a row, even three in a row, that hasn't happened in the course of the the thirteen games uh, or the twelve previous games until the other night. So uh, we didn't see a lot of difference between Colorado and Vegas throughout, and it, like there seems to be some separation right now.
2: Well, in the way I look at it, and you know, game two, I thought the Golden Knights certainly deserved better. Game five, maybe Colorado did, but. Uh, so let's go back. Uh, game one will wash it away. So that's 12 periods we've watched. I think the Golden Knights have controlled 10 of them. I'll take out. Didn't care for the first period in game two, and didn't care for period number two in game five. Outside of that, the Vegas Golden Knights have found the game plan they need to execute. That's that's found them success. That to slow down the Avalanche, their high-powered offense. Um, and when they play that way they've proved to themselves that's the recipe for success so they need to come out and execute that tonight um, and, and that's where the focus needs to be I think they've really been able to take over you know outside of game one and and two other periods in this series uh, the Golden Knights have played really good their best hockey in my opinion about you know developing growing their game and they even want to take it a step further tonight and you know we're In Vegas, we'll be at the Fortress, and that is a factor.
1: I want to get to uh, your Fortress uh, memories because we experienced one together the other night uh, in just a little bit. But uh, what can Vegas take from the other night? The comeback kind of overshadows the whole game. And that, when you look at it in itself, without the score, it was a pretty good road game for Vegas. Yeah. Played really well. No?
2: I like their first and third. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I think But that you're going to get that kind of swing, Yeah, you're not right? it's, Colorado's a good they're trying to win too. Yep. Uh, there's two teams that are trying to win. You're not going to control the you know the whole 60 minutes of play. They're going to have their pieces of that game and it's how you handle those those parts of the game in which you know things maybe aren't going your way. You get caught running around a little tired or a long shift whatever it may be. Special teams penalty trouble. How you handle that is just as important, but the other team's going to have their push. Goaltending's a big factor, and I think the one takeaway, if I'm the Golden Knights, is we weren't good enough in period two. That can not happen. We can't. You can't have that long of a lapse in a game. And you know, Mark Andre Fleury. And when that goal went in at late in the first, they're watching the game, I said, you know, you know, a young goalie maybe that sits with him, but Fleury and, and is. Tremendous a human being and a smiley, happy-go-lucky prankster guy he is. The other side of him is he is a fierce competitor, and he wants to win. And his experience in that combination, I just felt after that goal, I didn't think another one would get by him. It did. But that um, I knew he would be on his game, and he certainly was for the Golden Knights. And I think, you know, the guys, you know, you play for one another. Certainly they play for Flurry. Uh, that second period to them, they know they weren't good enough, and I think that's something you recognize. You try to make sure it doesn't happen again, and that's something this team's been able to do is sometimes you you, you look at the positives, but you also got to look at some of those other parts and make sure they don't happen again. You know, it's live and learn.
1: Uh, Jared Bednar in the news right now. One yes. for a comment uh, that he made yesterday uh, regarding playing Vegas and not being St. Louis, and that has Blues fans up in arms. Uh, pretty funny uh, that he would cite that. Uh, but the other part is, he wasn't at the morning skate today. And the Colorado Avalanche are, are calling it a testing irregularity. The players seem to think that he'll be back tonight. But with that swirling around, uh, does that affect you? Does that mix up your game day routine? Does,
2: no. Th- I, I think, if, you know, normal times would have, but what... Every team and every player has gone through this past year. I think, you know, this is nothing out of the ordinary. Right. In, in a regular season or regular world, yeah. <laughs> you're like, well, what's going on? But, you know, now and you know, you're know you assuming it's a false positive, um, whether that's the case or not, and that they'll get it corrected and hope for them They expect him to be back. Um, but players know what they need to do. Uh, you know, they're coached there or not. They know how their lines, they've played these two teams have played each other for five games they're very familiar with one another and, and both teams will have their game plans and it's a matter of who can go out and and stick to that game plan the best
1: yeah 13 games they've played each other yeah. on the on the whole and there's uh, there's very little but uh, the assignment very little too, between them but uh, the uh, the assignments kind of remain the same. What do you think of Ednar's comments uh, regarding uh, the pushback that uh, hey we're playing Vegas here we're not playing St. Louis. <laughs>
2: Well, first of all they are two different teams and yeah. and they knew that and you're trying to motivate your players and you're trying to stick behind them you talk about how resilient they are they had a tremendous season they they finished first uh, in the NHL and uh, you know you'd expect a push back from the avalanche this is a, this is a very talented hockey team and the golden Knights every player in that room is going to be aware of that you're always aware of the comments that are getting thrown around and and how you handle it. But that said, you've got they'll they'll have their focus on what they need to do. You can't worry and sit there and say, oh well, they're gonna come out. We gotta just sit through this. No, you, you want to counter back and, and worry about how you need to play. Um, the Avalanche, they know they're a good team, and, and and the damage they can do if you're not on your game. That's where your focus. You're aware that that's gonna, you know, there there's gonna be desperation. They're they're playing to play another day.
1: Darren Millar along with Shane Naughty here in Studio 31 at City National Arena. This is nighttime at noon. Game day down at the Fortress. 6 o'clock start, so get there early. Traffic will be uh, an issue. Uh, saying that uh, right off the bat. So if you want to be in your seat uh, ready for nighttime, uh, it is 5.30 uh, for that. 6 uh, o'clock uh, face-off. Uh, get there. Enjoy the festivities. There's the, the booze trailers are out in the Toshipa the Plaza. I just happened to notice that uh, walking in the other day. When the booze trailers are there. I take notice. It's
2: so good to see the plaza starting to have people again because it's been so long gone to that. I remember walking into that building. We all did at the beginning of the season. Nobody, just us. Mm -hmm. That's it. And they actually, it was fenced off. You couldn't even get to that Remember area. that eerie announcement oh, that they would just, play?
1: Yeah. Uh, the Fit Arena right now is uh, not available for fans. And that, yeah. and it was like you were in an apocalypse. And it yeah. was just strange. It's
2: just barren. Yeah. Barren down there. Nobody is fenced off in the plaza. Now, yes, the booze trailers, the food trucks, the DJ, everything is going. Uh, people are there. and uh, They will be ready tonight. It, it's, uh, I always find... Uh, you know, everybody's in a good mood. and You know, I love going around town. Everybody's just in such a good mood lately, and they need to keep it going. Excited to, you know, was incredible games three and four uh, in the building, and I think it's going to hit new levels once again here tonight for game six.
1: You know, there's a, kind of a nervous feeling for game seven against Minnesota because the Wild had clawed their way back into Let's all sack.
2: carry a ton of confidence in there tonight.
1: And then tonight – it's the exact opposite. I feel that there's just this, this massive I feel uh, confident wave of, uh, of enthusiasm. Yeah. Oh,
2: it's been a terrific series. It's it been exciting. It's been, you know, I think it's been great playoff hockey all around, but I think this has been one of the best series I've watched. Just, you know, how good these two teams are, how fast uh, the game is, the pace of play. Uh, and you'll expect a, a, another, you know, hard-fought battle between these two teams here for Game 6.
1: Uh, Jared Bednar, his comments, uh, made mention of that. Uh, also, Pete DeBoer on the on the side of the Golden Knights, uh, he spent uh, some time during his availability talking about uh, uh, the Avalanche being President's Trophy winners. And, and both coaches, when you evaluate them separately, are taking sort of the same tact of... Uh, playing the underdog role uh, <laughs> to, to a certain point?
2: Well, it's interesting because coming into it, Golden Knights were the underdog. After game one, heavy underdog. Yeah. Game two, it even went up more. And then all of a sudden, how do you change that drastically just because of three games? Uh, uh, yeah, but both both coaches, uh, you know, there's there's always a bit of a game within the game that you're going to play. And I think Pete DeBoer is very masterful at the way he handles certain things uh, when he speaks to get a message across. It's not its not clear and direct, It's, uh, but it, it gets sent. And I think, you know, that's what good coaches do. Jared Bednar, Barry Trotz, Bruce Cassidy was a little more direct. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, Touch. but they all do. The John Cooper, it, it's happened. It, it happens throughout playoffs. I, it's hard to think of a coach that really hasn't kind of used some sort of motivation through the media. Uh,
1: when you look at game 6 tonight there is a different vibe around a, a clinching game right yeah.
2: and for the golden knights to clinch on home once again they hadn't done it till game 7 in round 1 against the wild um, and i think that's a good thing to feed off to you know they've been through it now they've been able to do it on home ice um, and now they're going to try to do it again and that's going to be the message in that room those guys are going to say this is it uh We end this tonight. And you've got to have that mindset. You've got to have that mentality that you're ready to go. Um, Your preparation's in place. These guys, they know what they need to do. Now it's a matter of going out and being able to play exactly how they want to a
1: man and as a team. Why do you think the first goal hasn't been as influential in these playoffs compared to the regular season?
2: Yeah, but at the same time, it's funny you say that, and it really hasn't meant much, but that said, at the same time, I can say say it both ways. I can say it's so important. If the Golden Knights can get the first goal tonight and get that building buzz, it's going to be great. If they don't score, it's okay, because as long as they can have a couple shifts and build momentum, it's going to be okay.
1: (laughs) Yeah, would Colorado score first? uh, I think it's more important for the
2: opposition to to try and strike first, Um, but... Golden Knights were on the road last game, down two goals, and uh, it didn't seem to affect them.
1: Their poise has impressed And that's me. a big
2: part. That and, and that's something you heard all year from Pete Tabor about the poise of this team, uh, the veteran group that they have in there. And, and they do. They have guys that have been through all scenarios, all situations. And that's part of the regular season that you, you build on. But then when you have a bunch of guys that have a bunch of regular seasons – a bunch of playoff experience, Stanley Cups and Martinez, Flurry, Petrangelo, um, Stevenson, guys that have been through it, been through the grind. You understand that those those highs and lows you talk about staying even kill throughout the regular season, even more so in playoffs and, and understanding uh, the process that it takes to win, that it's a grind, that it's hard. Nothing comes easy. Game to game, shift to shift. And I, I think having that poise and the ability – to always have a belief that you can win that game.
1: Uh, I'm going to uh, ask Jared Justice something uh, right here live on the radio. Are we able to take calls technically? I know because we're at City National Arena, uh, inside Studio 31. You're back at the Fox Sports uh, Las Vegas studio, manning the controls. Are we allowed to take calls?
3: We can certainly try.
1: All right. Uh, so what's the phone number, Jared? Give us uh, Give us the call-in number, and we'll we'll open up the phones to uh, to Shane Natty.
3: When I find it, I will text it to you.
1: All right. But aren't you supposed to know this off? By, oh, no, you're in the other studio. Uh, that's the difference uh, for you uh, before I start uh, jumping all over you. Or you can text them uh, or on Twitter. Uh, to uh, Golden Knights' uh, Twitter account, and we'll read them uh, live on the air to Shane 90, And uh, give us uh, your gauge on what's happening on the uh, on game day, game six. Uh, or you can stop by and visit City National Arena, located in downtown Summerlin. That's where we are right now. You can bring the family to learn the skate, uh, like the pros at the official practice facility of your Vegas Golden Knights. For hours and programming, visit citynationalarena.com. Uh, Jared's looking up the number right now. We'll, uh, a lot of you know it already anyway. Uh, and, uh, we'll get to that as we continue on nighttime at noon on Fox sports, Las Vegas.
2: Well, we've, we've, we've just got to embrace the opportunity. You, you know, you're going to get their best game. Uh, I think guys are smart enough to understand the, the opportunity that's in front of us here. And, uh, you got to embrace that and, and, and just go play a great hockey game. Uh, I think, uh, You know, we're going to have the fans behind us. We're at home. Uh, Where else would you want to be? You know, I don't think anybody, uh, and if they are, they're lying. After game two predicted we'd have an opportunity to close this team out in game six at home. So um, other than the guys in our room, you know, uh, the belief there. And uh, we're here and let's let's take advantage of it.
0: We're back to nighttime at noon on your home for the Vegas Golden Knights, Fox Sports Las Vegas.
1: Pete alluding to the fact that the Golden Knights were down a pair to start the set and were forced to win four out of five to advance if it went the distance. They, they've actually been more efficient than that. They've won three in a row and an opportunity to uh, run the table after falling behind two nothing and advance to the third round, uh, or as we now call it, the Stanley Cup semifinals. We have to get new to the, this, all this. Yeah, language.
2: it's very confusing for me.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we uh, we hear from from Pete DeBoer about what's going to happen tonight and embracing the opportunity. What's the the best home ice atmosphere that you ever played in, where you thought? geez, this could be a tipping point in our favor, or maybe when you were on the road and you thought that, that crowd, that's a tough barn.
2: I've always liked, you know, I've been fortunate to play in some great cities. I Boston was tremendous. The one that maybe was unique was, um, in Oh four, uh, Nashville. Hmm. It was the first time the organization had made playoffs. So it's kind of, you know, it's similar that that city had never experienced playoff hockey before. And, uh, we lost, we were playing the powerhouse Detroit Red Wings and lost first two in Detroit and came home and won the next two in Nashville and I remember game four, the the crowd, I actually have a great picture of going to hug Volkun, Thomas Volkun after the game, our goaltender, and the, the background or the crowd and i remember that being one of the loudest crowds i've ever played in front of and uh didn't go well after that in the series but uh well, you got a great picture i got a great picture out of it and a great memory um and the, you just get the adrenaline rush you have coming out and you know i, I think of all the great buildings i played at and i just that, that's one thing there's not many things that wanted me to get back on the ice Mm-hmm. I'm quite happy up in a uh, safe, secure location, not having to get tired or hurt or anything. And stay hydrated. Uh, and, and stay hydrated. Yeah. But, yeah, stay. <laughs> Jeez. But when I come to Timo, like right from warm-ups, it just, as a player, I'm sure you go there once. One one more game yeah. just to go and experience. And you'd want to do it in playoffs because it's just everything's amped up so much more. The the, the adrenaline rush, the chills, the uh, it's it's phenomenal. It's, it's just an unbelievable atmosphere here, and, and it starts early, and it gets the guys going. The, the
1: warm-up part is the intriguing thing. We've been in buildings all over the place where the crowd filters in during, during warm-up, warm-up. But warm-up, the, the nighttime, it's a legitimate event, a pregame warm-up. I've never seen that before.
2: And, and it's so loud. It's mm-hmm. louder down on the ice. So when I'm between the benches to call games, a lot of times I'm there for warm-up, And I always laughed initially uh, when you'd see teams coming for the first time or trainers, they'll put the water bottles up and shakes off because the base is pumping and and the bench is rattling and it's loud. And it's, and I, you know, year one, I used to look for the reaction of players because some of them, their first time or like, they're just, this is awesome. Like even the opposition, it just, it's an incredible thing to have. And it's well done part, you know, the organization did it right. They, they, it's Vegas, and it is loud, and the music's it's awesome, it's pumping, and
1: it gets guys going. Bass booming, just like you in your Acura MDX? Yes. <laughs> Am I? Absolutely. Boom, 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 oh, yeah. Uh, pounding out there. Uh, if you want to give us a call, you have got an opportunity to, to ask Shane Nadia a question. 702-876-1340 uh, is the number. 876 1340 Give Shane Yaddy a call. Uh, Jared will answer the phone. What don't if say, they want to ask
2: you a question?
1: Uh, I, I'm on this station enough that they have uh, other opportunities uh, to do that. But don't, don't when Jared answers the phone, don't go, hey, Shane, because Jared will have to put you uh, on the line. Uh, let us know what you're thinking for game six tonight. Uh, we got a chance to meet uh, a legend the other night, you and I. Have, have, have you ever... Met Mr. Las Vegas before? No, I had
2: not. I'd met Little John before. We had him uh, on one of our our stream shows in year one in the finals. Uh, but no, I'd never met uh, Mr. Wayne Newton, and uh, it was great to hear. He's I and mean, I knew he was a huge fan, but I didn't. He's he watches every single yes. game, whether it's live or not. So he has to listen to us, whether he likes it or not.
1: That was kind of cool. That I, was cool. Uh, I don't do a lot of pictures uh, because I have that policy. Yeah, uh, no picture policy. But I, I changed my my. Opinion for that one for for Wayne Newton, that was that was really neat uh, and just the the whole Vegas vibe and who knows uh, who will be t- doing the siren tonight for Game Six an opportunity to uh, to advance and uh, take on uh, the Montreal Canadiens in the third round in the Stanley Cup semifinals. Montreal sitting there waiting. That can be a
2: good and a bad thing. Yeah. You, you know, I'm um, certainly them. They were missing one of their top defensemen, Jeff Petrie, who needs to some rest, but. um, you know, a little bit—it's that rest versus rust. It obviously didn't hurt the Colorado Avalanche, as we saw in Game One, but but it did Winnipeg. It did Winnipeg. So there, it's you know, it, it just depends on that team and how they're able to react out of it. But I, I don't want to worry about that. There's still there's still a bigger game to take control of right now. You're and, a little and, and I'm not super. Well, I shouldn't say that because I do do certain things. Um, but Pete DeBoer is right. It's it's about embracing the moment. He doesn't need to tell the guys. They know that Colorado is going to come ready. They know what they need to do, and they've got. You've got to really embrace this moment, embrace everything about it, the opportunities there,
1: and then it's about grabbing hold of it. I joked with Pete yesterday when he joined us on the VGK Insider Show that he deserved an assist on the Alex Tuck goal because he made the decision to put Matty Yanmark back in, and Yanmark makes the play and Tuck scores. He said. Uh, well, Yanmark scored a hat trick the last time he was in the lineup, so it wasn't really uh, <laughs> a, 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 a real Scotty Bowman decision yeah, uh, right. to go out there and, and put him in the lineup. But Yanmark uh, goes back in uh, coming off the injury. Uh, do you think that they would change anything else up? Uh, I mean,
2: keep, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think something we've, we've seen that's been a bit of a theme is, is if you can get some fresh legs, and it's not has nothing to do with play of anybody. I just think he likes to inject some fresh energy. If there's somebody who's out last game, maybe let's bring them in. They might give us a jolt.
1: 702-876-1340. Uh, talk to Shane Naughty here on Nighttime at Noon. Uh, Robin Leonard started game one, played the whole game, and and he took that one. He he had to own that uh, and suffer through uh, a, a tough situation. not much help no but boy even with that what that did to give Marc-Andre Fleury three days rest to come back and do what Mark has performed at at that level like he's in regular season terms he's 3-0-1 uh, in the series uh, with an overtime loss and, and the three victories uh, I'm not sure if they go back to Fleury in game one and ride him, that he's got enough gas and enough time I to agree. recuperate. I agree, especially
2: in that game in which there was not a lot of support anywhere else, that you're kind of left alone. That's mm-hmm. the last line of defense, and uh, they were really le- – Robin Leonard was left like that, and for Flurry, and I you know, I watched the game in the broadcast, they kept showing Flurry. I'm like, there's no way he's going in. They, this is a game they're just going to have to take it on the chin, and if anything that comes out of it positive, it was the opportunity to rest Flurry. And, and that's what happened, and he's been able to come back and play terrific. And, and like I said, a bad goal there late in the first, but it happens. Wiped it away, and he was fantastic. From He was he was, good, he was good all game. It was just that one incident, the one second left in the first period, but terrific in the second, really held his team. And that's what a goalie, That if your team doesn't have the best, you have to keep it close so that your team can have a chance when they turn it around.
1: And some goaltenders can let in a tough one and it affects them. I'm sure you've played with guys like that, and you've played with guys who can let them... Just like a, a, a player. Bad one, you, and, they, yeah. and then they lock it down. Yeah, you have to have that ability
2: to wipe away mistakes, even as a defenseman for It's one of the things I learned earlier in my career, because one can turn into two and three. It can snowball. You've got to have that short memory in a game, and Say, okay, it's a game of mistakes. It's going to happen. It'll yeah. happen again. It's how you react to it that's important.
1: I watch some guys where one could turn into five Yep, uh, really fast. Uh, Ron, welcome to nighttime at noon. You're on with uh, Darren Millard and Shane Naughty.
0: Hey, how you guys doing? Good. Good. I just got a quick question. I've noticed at the end of the periods that Martinez is the last guy off the ice every time and patting the guys on the back. Uh, is that a designated thing for him to do, or do you have any uh, insights as to?
2: You know, argue? you know what's funny, and we were just talking about superstitions. I think every guy, and I, I use the word routine. Guys have routine, just like when Ryan Reeves plays for warmup, he's the first guy that comes out and shovels the pucks off the boards. They all have a right. certain routine, and guys kind of fit into it. They all come out in the same position behind a certain guy when they come onto the ice. Um, and then, you know, when they leave the ice, everybody maybe has another routine and Martinez is to stand there and, you know, kind of fist bumps with the whole team on the way out. Um, and that's just kind of the thing he's created. Ron, where would you be
1: in the, in the, in the lineup? What would you, what would you be? Would you be the first guy, the last guy and middle guy? Where would you be?
2: Oh, I'd
0: like to be Martinez,
2: except for taking
0: all
1: the shots and making the- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. smart, very smart. Well done, Ron. Uh, thanks for the call. Line open 702 seven zero two eight seven six thirteen forty. I I've always wondered what happens like when you get traded to a team like Martinez comes over last year. Yeah. How do you find your spot? You've got to find spot? your new. Yeah, you got. Do you, do you, you gotta, ask around? Like, who's the last? You guy? Kinda you kind of watch throw? the
2: first couple of games. You got to, you know, you got to observe and then see. And you know, it's easier when you have the veteran stature that he has. You have a couple of Stanley Cups, and uh, I think it was pretty quick. Scored in his
1: first game. Yep. Uh, you know,
2: it, it, easy way to kind of move in within the team, and uh, you just kind of watch and make your way from there. You
1: don't want to like barge in no, and take no. control. No, that's not. That usually is
2: not the the best advice.
1: I tried that when I started here. I was rebuffed immediately by Shane, who took me aside, (laughs) arm on the shoulder, and said, Listen, kid. Earn your I'm time. not like that at all. Earn your time. Uh, we have, uh, Golden Knight fans, uh, an opportunity to uh, show your spirit no matter where you are in Nevada with a Golden Knights license plate. A VGK plate is a great way to night up your vehicle and show everyone on the road what team you root for. Go to dmvnv.com slash plates today to show your pride. 702 or uh, send us a tweet uh, through the uh, Golden Knights uh, Twitter account and uh, Garrett Calloway standing by to read some of your questions as we pick the brain of Shane Natty on a day in which the Golden Knights can advance to the third round for the third time in four years. It's incredible what's happening here in the Las Vegas Valley. Nighttime at noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas.
0: Yeah, uh, it's, it's huge. You know, it's uh, <laughs> our rank is insane. Our fans are unbelievable coming back for game four that was a crazy experience so i'm excited to get out there tonight and uh we want to finish it off here uh, we want to do it for our fans and, and for ourselves
1: live from city national arena this is nighttime at noon on fox sports las vegas Brayton McNabb talking about game six sounds like he's in the lineup along with Shane Dottie here in the, the City National Arena inside Studio 31. Let's go back out to the phones. Uh, we have a line open, 702-876-1340. Papa Lou, is that you?
0: That's me. How you doing, guys? Good. How are you? Good. Not too bad. I'm doing great, man. I'm out here in Mexico on the beach, so, uh, you know, not too bad. Good for you. Um, you know, I don't have uh, – I really don't have a question for you guys, but I just kind of wanted to um, thank – the broadcast teams that we have and tell you guys how great that you are. Um, the, the TV, uh, radio, um, and even the shows like this. it's Man, it's just so great to listen to you guys. Very professional, uh, a ton of knowledge, and you make the games um, exciting. Uh, Darren, been a big fan of yours. I know I chirp you every once in a while on, uh, on Twitter, but, man, I've been a big fan of yours from before we had a team back when I'd watch you on uh, Hockey Central at noon. And uh, I, I just like I said, I just wanted to thank you guys and tell you that you guys are just some of the best broadcasters around right now in any sport.
1: Do you oh. think Shane should have more fun with me? Uh, I like that, I that you chirped, Shane Darren. I should
0: have a little more fun, yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I like that you chirped, Darren. That's good. I,
2: I like that. I chirp him, too. But uh, I, that's much appreciated. You should have did when you Dave know, well, Gosher's on. He, he, he sends out checks to people who say nice things.
0: I wanted to – one other thing real quick um, for you, Shane, you you and Dave both. um, The next contract that you guys sign, the one thing that I'm going to recommend, get a better parking space. You know, when I saw you guys back in the Minnesota series (laughs) schlepping up with us, you know, the rest of us schlubs up there to that sixth floor, I was like, my (laughs) gosh, man, come on. Really?
1: Uh, We like the exercise. (laughs) Uh, Just so you know, Shane, Lou has the best life going. He's either in Hawaii or he's in Mexico, That's he's, awesome. he, but he's always listening. Uh, so, Lou, what's your Absolutely. prediction tonight?
0: Uh, you know what? There's a little local brewery. I'm in town called San Felipe, a little place, and uh, I'll be down at San Felipe Brewing, and, and the boys down there have made sure that we've had – we've actually kind of turned it into a VGK bar here on the, uh, on the shores of the Sea of Cortez. It's been pretty fun. Several Vegas fans showing up, and they watch. they get the game on for us.
1: We should be doing the show from there. Tell me about it. <laughs> give us a uh, give us a a break on the uh, on the drive down. Seven hours? What do you think? Seven hours down there? Not seven, yeah. Okay, uh, we'll yeah, be, there. We be there. We should be there. We'll be there by seven thirty <laughs> if, if we leave now. <laughs> and and Florida a little bit. Uh, thanks, Lou. Enjoy the game tonight, pal. Thanks, guys. Take it easy. Appreciate the kind words. Uh, so you have uh, game six tonight. Uh, Mark Stone, the hero the other night. Uh, Jonathan Marcheseau is going. Alex Tuck scores a goal, big goal from Yanmark. Who said who
2: said Alex Tuck was going to have a
1: big game? I think it was you. Yeah, thanks. And and you called the Yanmark, uh, like putting him in, yeah. which influences uh, Alex Tuck. And why do? You, what was your rationale between Yanmark going in and getting more out of Alex Tuck?
2: I just think there there there's a little bit of chemistry that's building. They haven't had a ton of time, like you know, obviously coming over the trade deadline. But certainly the, there's a lot. When you look at the style of play between the two players, I think it just shows that they can feed off one another. I think yanmark has got the speed. Um, he's got a real good defensive awareness to him. He's smart with the puck, smart decisions. Tuck is just brute speed. He can get up and down the ice in a hurry, can create his own chances. But when he can have other guys that can help create that, I think that just takes him to another level and some real good hand-eye coordination on that goal.
1: What would you do if you were Jared Bednar? Put the big line back together or start them apart?
2: I'd sit them. No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that would make things just really just for interesting. Game, just for tonight. Yeah. Uh,
2: well, and I've heard debates because, like you, I listen to a lot of you know the NHL radio. And, and it's been a debate. A lot of people thought, you know, for that home game, maybe you should have kept them together. Probably should have maybe shuffled things up in game four when they weren't going right. Mm-hmm. But he did to be honest, they created a ton in Game 5 with them split apart, and I, I think if I'm Jared Bednar, I would just for the simple fact that, you know, Pete DeBoer is going to have the last change, and if you have them all in one line, we know what the matchup's going to be, and it's going to be hard to get away from it. Um, but it'll be interesting if he does go back, or does he just say, you know what, these are the guys that have taken us, let's put them together and let them run.
1: Yeah, I'm usually of that ilk, uh, go yeah. down swinging with the, your A lineup the way it traditionally yeah. is, but uh, you got to make adjustments, and it sounds like he wanted to make adjustments, and the players were slow to react to those adjustments. And you saw more more dump and chase, and trying to get on the forecheck uh, on the Vegas side of things. Uh, Alex Petrangelo is is this like, and, and people get caught up in the goals. Like, put that aside, please. He has been dominant. Yeah, he has just been
2: outstanding here. He has taken his game. He controls the game. Uh, he's so good under pressure, and, and his, the one thing that maybe, you know, we've covered him a long time, the one thing that really sticks out with me that I didn't know is how efficient of skater he is. His ability to get up the ice and get back. You know, to get up the ice, to help create offense, to help a breakout, to help transition or help speed through the neutral zone. To have that guy coming from underneath and a defenseman with that ability gives you another option. And it's not always to generate goals; it's to generate a breakout to, you know, go from a defensive zone to offensive zone, or to to help create an odd man rush coming through the neutral zone, or to help create an option in the O zone. All those areas, he's just there. And then, but he doesn't compromise himself defensively, and that's that's been the big thing that's really stood out. I always knew he's elite defenseman, but that element of his game has really stood out to me.
1: He's like a shark in a way. Like he, it's he's sneaky. Al- he's always swimming, like moving, but yeah. never super, super fast, but yeah. just kind of swimming around and and, and and efficient and quiet. Yeah, smart. He's a smart player. <laughs> uh, I talked to John Davidson this week, uh, formerly of the New York Rangers, now back with the Columbus Blue Jackets, and we, we talked about Alex Petrangelo because he had him in St. Yeah. Louis and is uh, such a big fan. And he mentioned that they sent him back to junior twice. And he said, like, Alex was ready to kill because he wanted to play <laughs> in the NHL and, and so much. But that's another – we've heard Kelly talk about uh, having players that, uh, that serve their time and, and develop. I, w- Alex is at the top of the, the heap, the mountain, for, for a defenseman. But he was, he was groomed in the
2: right way. Well, you don't want to rush those players, and I think that's, you know, another there, – there's so many examples out there of, you know, taking your time with these high picks to, to make sure they develop the proper way, and, and whether it is going back to junior, whether it is time in the American Hockey League, the amount of it is not going to hurt them at all. When they're ready, they're ready, and everybody develops at a different curve.
1: Uh, Shea Theodore, uh, just it be great to get some confidence yeah. I think that's the, that's the key word I think,
2: and offensive confidence yeah. more than anything. I think, you know, sometimes you're not feeling, so maybe he's sticking more to that defensive side of things, but yeah, still like to see, and maybe this is a game he, he's the guy to break free or to help break free for them. Um,
1: certainly uh, still a, a very important piece. With Shane Naughty, Darren Millard, we've got a couple of minutes left here. Uh, Line open 702-876-1340. Give us a call and uh, let us know what you think. We've Garrett Calloway acquiring some questions and we'll do those in in the final block. Uh, But while we have a bit of space, uh, let's leave the Vegas series for a second and talk about the New York Islanders advancing past the Bruins yesterday with a 6-2 win. They win it in six. Just you know, well-coached
2: team and and I think the thing that sticks out to me when I think of the Islanders is that last word I used, team. Mm-hmm. And that's what it takes to win at this time. Uh, you know, the Boston Bruins can argue the McKinnon line's the best line in the league. I could argue that the, the Bergeron, the perfection line Bergeron, Pasternak and Marchand are the best line. Like, it, But that you just can't ride that. And I remember when the trade happened for Taylor Hall, I said, mm, and he was great to yeah. get them there, but vanished once again.
1: Uh, I, we had this conversation yesterday. Would you rather play the Islanders if you're the Tampa Bay Lightning? Would the Islanders or the Bruins? The Bruins have that great top line, but the Islanders just uh, relentless. They're complete. Uh, absolutely. Uh, let's go back to the phone lines. Uh, line number three here is Rita. Welcome to nighttime at noon. Rita, I think this is the first time that we've talked to you on this program. Uh, say hi to Shane Knighty.
3: Hi, Shane. Hi, Rita. Um, I got two questions. Uh, you were talking about people going down to the AHL. First of all, Shane, what do you think they do with Cody Glass this summer? And second, do you think people are losing because they're underestimating the Canadians?
2: Well, I'll answer the first one on Cody Glass. I think it'll be a big summer for him. I think uh, it's been an interesting year. And, and the one thing about Cody is he's a real sponge, and he's a guy that wants to improve. It's going to be a big year. He's a young guy, he still has room to get bigger, stronger, faster. Um, and develop his game, and then he'll have a chance to come and prove himself in training camp. He still could be an option here. He, he is uh, part of the taxi squad, um, and for the Canadians, do I think? I think nobody's underestimating anymore. Uh, you don't get to uh, the Stanley Cup semifinals, but I think, I think the Toronto Maple Leafs certainly did, and I believe early on even the Winnipeg Jets and. Uh, you know, Darren and I are both from Canada, and I know how the media, especially in the hockey world up there, can uh, drive a certain certain way of thinking. And uh, you know, there's nothing better though for the Canadians than letting everybody talk, and you going out in the ice and proving they are all wrong. Rita,
1: what so was your did, slogan going did the in? How do you
3: Knights, if they come up against them? Avoid that. Avoid.
1: You're right, Rita. The underestimating. What- what was your slogan going into game five about the VGK? Uh, and it's, tell Pissed Shane.
3: Pissed off VGK is a good VGK. Say it again. Pissed off VGK is a good VGK.
1: That's outstanding. Pissed off VGK no, I, is a good VGK. I like it. That is it. I like it. There's
2: always good to have a little gur in the game. Thanks, Rita. Enjoy the game
1: tonight. bye by no, uh, Rita's one of our favorites. We had to, had to put the delay in when, when Rita would call because sometimes yeah. she gets a little fired up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it's good. Uh, Rita's, uh, Rita brings the passion. We want, uh, we want the passion. This is game
2: six. Chance to close it out.
1: You nervous? you get nervous? No. you get tense? I w- I've watched a couple of games with you. You get mad.
2: I get mad. I don't get tense, and then yeah. I don't, uh, you know, around a lot of people that are tense, I think the one thing that, you know, I've come to realize is it's, it's uh, take. You know, don't don't get upset over 40 minutes. It, it's 60 minutes. It, it takes, or, or
1: more, 60 minutes and 50 seconds to be exact last game. Uh, we got to take a break. Uh, do you want to go to the call or take a break first? We'll take a break first uh, when we continue. You also don't want to be chatting in Shane's ear during the game because he gets annoyed with that. I tried that uh, in game one of the series and he's like looking at me. Will you shut up? Yeah, I like to watch the game. Yeah, but he says that a lot to me. Will you shut up? Uh, It's the nighttime at noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We continue after this. We're back to nighttime at noon on your home for the Vegas Golden Knights, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Looking forward to an opportunity to clinch on home ice in advance to the Stanley Cup semifinals for the Vegas Golden Knights. That would be three times in the last four years. Three times in the first four years for the Vegas Golden Knights making it uh, to the Final Four if they're able to uh, do it uh, either tonight or on Saturday night in Game 7. Back to the phone lines. One final time, 702-876-1340. Thank you to Dan for holding on. Uh, Welcome to Nighttime at Noon with Darren Millard and Shane Knighty.
3: Hey, guys. How you doing? This is Dan from Henderson. uh, Long-time listener, first-time caller and season ticket holders. I'll be at the to game tonight rooting everything, everybody on. Where are you sitting? In the uh, seat. Up in, uh, Section 208, uh, row B.
1: Nice. What's your section like? Rowdy?
3: Yeah, really rowdy. I mean, there's, there's a couple sections around there. People are decked, decked out in, in uh, nice night, night gear, uh, all kind of stuff. They've, they've had the cameras come up periodically because we're so rowdy, so uh, we have a good time up there.
2: Love it. Uh, say hi to Shane.
3: Hey, Shane, how's it
2: going? I'm good, Dan. I love to hear the routiness happening up in 208.
3: That sounds great. And hey, listen, I, I hear a lot about, obviously, is playing great, and first line, and then Tuck, and, and Dan Mark. But really, I think the sung, unsung hero here is, is um, Carlson. His passes to um, Marchessault have been absolutely amazing. That line is doing amazing things, but I think it all starts from Marchessault and how he's passing and his two-way play, both up and down the ice. I'm, I just don't hear enough talk about him. I think he's he's so good, and, and I think he's he's like the unsung hero. For like, I obviously make that line click. I'd love to hear you guys' thoughts and talk about Carlson. I'll I'll hang up and listen to you guys.
1: All right, appreciate it, Dan. Uh, enjoy the game tonight. Make sure you get there early too. Six o'clock is the uh, face-off uh, nighttime uh, at uh, five thirty. So uh, traffic will be an issue uh, getting uh, into the strip area. Uh, what do you think of uh, Carlson?
2: Well, I, I agree with him. And I think you know I don't think he gets overlooked. I think the reason maybe you're talking more is you know an ebbs and flows of a season. Uh, you know, I, I watch players. I think. You know, Alex Tuck's still a young player, and you see the highs and lows still in his game. There's not that consistency, uh, and, and that's going to come with time as he matures. I think consistent players, are, are when you take your game and become a you know a true pro, a true NHL or any you know elite type player, and I think William Carlson has that. You know, when he has an off game, the dip isn't as low as many other players, and he's always on. He, he just brings so many elements to the game. As Dan was saying, I think he, I don't know but you know, unsung, I recognize it. Maybe we don't talk about it because, you know, Marcia So's getting the goals right now. He was on a little bit of a drag. Riley Smith had a tough regular season. He's coming. So you're talking about those guys. Alex Tuck had a hot streak, then a not-so-good streak, and then a hot, so... I think you talk about those guys that have those dips a little bit more because all of a sudden they're on. I think with Carlson, kind of always on. He's steady. You know what you're going to get. I think he's certainly the, you know he's a player's, or sorry, a coach's type player. Someone that you know is going to be responsible on his own end. He's going to do all the details to the game. Whether he gets rewarded for it or not, he's not going to cheat the game for his offense. Um, he's going to play power play. He's going to play penalty kill. And that work ethic is going to be there each and every night. He's durable. Um, and I think you know, that's what makes Carlson so tremendous. And, and what a pickup he was. Yes, he had 43 in the first year. I don't think that's you're going to see. I think he's going to be a consistently you know, 20 to 25 goal guy or more in a regular season. Um, but he's more than just the points. He he is a guy that brings a lot of elements to the game for
1: the Golden Knights. Love his vision. Didn't try and force that no, uh, he's shot. Smart. He looked over. And, and, he, and how started. about his
2: strength on the puck? His ability to protect the puck, to spin off plays, and he just
1: doesn't quit. He, he, faceoffs have been better too. Faceoffs. He just his compete level is is exactly where you want it to be. Got to take advantage of the opportunity when you get it. The Golden Knights will try to do that uh, tonight, and Garrett Calloway is going to uh, attempt to uh, follow through on his uh, shining moment right now here we go Bringing garrett uh, with some questions for shane 90 darren you share a passion for vgk worldwide just I like do. i do yep. for our, our fans around the world outside of vegas
2: got a call from lou earlier for san felipe is there a potential opportunity there for worldwide do you think
1: ah for sure we got to get lou set up with that put a flag up well, there's uh, a bar there, there they're going to nighttime and noon on the road yes tonight nighttime on the road how about the watch party in san felipe on Saturday, if they, uh, if Game Seven's necessary. Uh, you know what? Even if Game Seven's not necessary. I haven't necessary, been to
2: Hawaii, so let's, let's try and set something up there, too. We
1: could even go to San Felipe to Saturday if if the Golden Knights are off. That's might even be even better.
3: What do you got for us? Hart Trophy finalists announced this morning. Nate McKinnon, Austin Matthews, Connor McDavid. What do you guys think? Safe to say Connor McDavid wins that one?
2: I believe Connor McDavid wins it.
1: Yep. Easiest one going. Easiest vote. Would be the third Edmonton... Oiler to win that in the last five years,
2: obviously. uh, His second. Would be his second. Leon will won it last year. Darren, one more question here from me. I've addressed it to you before, so maybe I should focus this towards Shane. Fortress louder than ever the last two games, or is it just because it's been so long that we just appreciate it a little bit more? The loudest was game three, the two quick goals. When Patch Ready, I thought that was just because – that's an emotional cheer. I thought it was a steady throughout, and it was still extremely loud in game four, but they were in control and it got louder and louder every goal. But a game in which they had played so well and you're getting down in the third period and then boom, boom, Marcia so, Pacioretty, that was, uh, and I think it's going to be beat tonight. I do. I, I just it, it never, they, they always seem to be able to still surprise me. The fans at the Fortress, and that is a good thing.
1: Marcheseau, Patriotti, and then that flurry save. And save, yeah. Wow. Uh, just uh, blew the, the roof off the place. Are you more surprised that Hedman only has one or McDavid only has one? Norris Trophy, the Hart Trophy. <laughs> That's a really good question. Like, I, I, when I went through it yesterday when Hedman was nominated, I'm like, I know he's a five-time finalist, but what? he's only got one.
2: Well, I I think McDavid would have more. A couple seasons he got injured, kind of took away from it, and and Hedman. There's a lot of good D-man now. Um, you know, I think Yossi deserved it. Uh, Hedman. There's just there's a lot of competition uh, for those types. You see, you know, Mc, name McKinnon, Matthews, and McDavid. Like, these are names. Like these aren't old. Like these are young guys. You're going to hear a lot more from over the years. I think Kale McCarr who's in there, I think he could be a guy that you see multiple, multiple Norris winner uh, as he goes forward in his career.
1: How impressive is the Golden Knights' performance in winning three straight? They're going against a Vesna Trophy finalist, a Hart Trophy finalist, and a Norris Trophy finalist in Grubauer, McKinnon, and McCarr. And they still have won three in a row and are knocking on the door of the Stanley Cup semifinals. Thoughts, uh, predictions?
2: they got to win one more. Everyone, they haven't won three. They're... The series now is about winning one game.
1: Trying to win four in a row, they did that in games Winnipeg. Just need to win
2: one game. Okay. They don't need to win four in a row. They need to win one game.
1: I like the the winning streaks. It makes me one like game. Jared, everything everything's know. done.
2: The losses, the wins are all done. They need to win one game.
1: VGK Insider Show at four o'clock. pre show at five. Get there early if you're heading down to the strip for this one. Uh, nighttime begins at five thirty in the rink. Enjoy. Game six, T Mobile Arena, Vegas Golden Knights, aiming for the third round, of the Stanley Cup semifinals. With a win for Chair Justice, I'm Darren Millard. Uh, thanks to Shane Natty. Enjoy tonight.